cap, Omega step, Kappa step, Sigma step, gangsters walk, pimps gon' talk, ooh, heck you know, that boy is rock. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Kids Next Dorm. I have a super exciting guest today. Her name is Natalie. Natalie works for the Rising Tide Society and does a million and a half other things with her life that I don't even understand. So I wanted to bring her on because I think you're a fascinating person first, Natalie. Also, you can say hello. I feel like I was going to just talk about you for 10 minutes, but say hi. Hey. hey. Welcome to Kids Next Dorm. No, I'm really excited. Yeah. Is this, we just talked about this, but tell everyone, is this your first podcast? I've done a few other podcasts. This is by far the coolest podcast that oh, I've done. Oh, hold on. We're like 10 seconds in, so you can't say that. I am allowed, I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you're right. They'll all hear it. And they'll be like, it's Natalie, like, never wow, again coming okay. back. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done podcasts before. Um, I love them. I think it's it's great. My audience especially likes podcasts just because when we work, we're often on the computer. Mm-hmm. And so it's great to just be able to listen to something all day. Very true. So... To tell everyone what either the Rising Tide Society is or what you do, can you give me a little introduction to you? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with me and then I'll talk a little bit about RTS. So I am um, an Ivy League grad turned wedding photographer. Oh my God, we'll get into college stuff. Don't don't get Don't even go to college stuff yet? Natalie, (laughs) that's the point of this podcast. Back it up. Okay, sorry. I apologize. Actually, fast forward to where you are now. All right, where I am now. Okay. (laughs) Now, um, I'm one of the founders of the Rising Tide Society, and we're a a group, essentially, of creative entrepreneurs from around the world. So there's roughly 70,000 of us now. God. Yeah. We launched back um, in June of last year. and. It's been a crazy ride ever since. So we provide resources, we have monthly gatherings um, all over the United States, Canada, even some in Europe, the Caribbean, and as far as South Africa. And yeah, um, I'd love to go to the South Africa one. Um, I would too. I'd love to go to Puerto Rico. There's a few that if my, my job could for just maybe a couple months be only attending these meetups, I have a, a list a mile wide of where I'd want to go. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. Really, you know, like a outreach type of program. You could budget that, maybe. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I would love to, but there's a reason why um, Krista, my co-founder, is always in charge of finances. So, mm, yes, um, that's probably me. a good call. I would yeah. be like, oh, but traveling is really important, maybe. <laughs> no, we still do we get to travel. To. We do. Yeah. I mean, we... Well, um, you're going to Iceland next week. Yeah, I'll be in Iceland next week. Come on. Yeah. That's not even fair at all. No, well, in addition to being um, one of the founders of this community, I am a wedding photographer by trade. So Yes. I photograph weddings internationally. Um, I have sort of like a very just chill, romantic style to my images, and um, obviously loving travel has been a huge part of that. So I went to New Zealand earlier this year, went bungee jumping and got a tattoo all in the span of a week, both firsts for me, by the way. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm pretty jealous, actually. I want to do all of those things. Yeah, it was fun. Including the tattoo. It was fun. And now Iceland, which I've heard is incredible like yeah. I've had friends that have gone to New Zealand and said that Iceland blew their mind so I'm pumped. yep I would say I've heard the same thing I mean it's it that state is just killing it right now okay so shall we jump into the meat and potatoes of this podcast let's do it have you ever heard it before first off okay truth yeah I want the truth I don't care if you have or haven't I haven't but that's mainly because it's relatively new right? yeah obviously and I've been traveling for the last few weeks then yeah that's fine yeah all right so let's do this So, Natalie, Mm -hmm. tell me, where did you go to college? So I went to UPenn, University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. Nice. And what was your major there? So I studied visual studies, my concentration. What what is that? Yeah. So, okay. So that's what everyone asks. Visual studies. What is that? So 
it's essentially a major that analyzes where art and science collide. Mm -hmm. And it's really different. There are different tracks within it. There's sort of like an art history track where they actually really look at art history, um, the making of art itself. And then the third track, which is where a lot of the really nerdy kids go, like myself, uh, is actually all about visual neuroscience and the psychology of seeing. Whoa. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Like what, like give me like your 101 class version of what that means. Okay, 101 <laughs> class version. It's actually really cool, especially for our generation, like yeah. the millennial generation. Yeah. And it sounds fascinating. Yeah, it, essentially it looks at how we see the world mm -hmm. and how what we see impacts our decision-making and how, um, how we actually interpret the visual input that we have. So, for example, um, we like to believe that seeing is truly believing. Like we think that what we see is what's actually there, but our brain makes up um, a good amount of... Uh, it, it takes a, a lot of uh, sort of leaps and, and uh, determines a lot of what we see for us. So we think it's there, but really it's our brain sort of telling us what's there. It's sort of. I'm trying to get wow. as high level as I can without yeah. being like weird, but um, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like illusions, visual illusions. Oh, great example is the dress. I'm sure you guys followed the like. Is it blue? Is it black? Is it gold? Is it white dress? That is. Yeah. Yeah. Go so ahead. Go ahead. I, that's what we we studied stuff exactly like that. We'd analyze it and try to figure out on a neurological level um, why some people would see it one way and other people would see it the other way, and um, not the dress per se because that happened after I graduated, but things like that, things in the world, art. Uh, what you do, I mean, literally podcasting and the way that if somebody has grown up being exposed to something visually throughout their entire life and you're talking about a certain subject, they're going to interpret that differently. They'll have different neural responses based on um, whatever it is that they've seen in the past. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you think like maybe that played in, or this is my question prior to the question I'm about to ask. Yeah. What is your learning style? Because I'm guessing that you went into this sort of visual space of learning were you a very visual learner is that how you do you know what I mean by that question like are you visual auditory or kinesthetic yeah no I'm definitely visual um, okay. I'm a visual learner I love to read um, bless you yeah I'm one I of those people I can't I know oh my god but in the same token uh, I think as I've gotten older I really started to love learning things more hands-on mm -hmm. um, I never thought I was a kinesthetic learner at all but I think being exposed to sort of the creative world and like the arts world and photography has made me a little bit more curious about like how things work yeah, and like breaking okay. things down and figuring them out. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So um, since you did all of that in college mm -hmm. and you are where you are now, yeah. how is there any correlation? Do you think any of what you did plays into what you are doing now? Oh, absolutely. I think um, studying the brain, I think everyone should take, like if you are listening to this and you're currently in college, take a psych class or take a class that exposes you to the human brain. And I know it sounds nerdy and it may be a really strange class if you prefer like, I don't know, anything else actually <laughs> that's more interesting. But you learn a lot about um, like what we think and how we think and why we act a certain way. And it helps you to understand human behavior. And if you can understand human behavior, then you can empathize with people. Right. And um, a, lot of, a lot of studies recently have, have shown that, you know, emotional intelligence is more important than... IQ, EQ versus IQ. Um, I wow, think that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, the most successful people in the world rarely are the truly the most genius in the world, right? You look at somebody like Steve Jobs, and he had a very different type of genius compared with somebody like Einstein, right? Yeah, um, definitely. And in this world that we live in, where technology and, and startups and Silicon Valley is sort of like in its heyday still, right? Um, that type of emotional intelligence, that type of creative brilliance. Uh, 
I think it, it offers something very unique and very different to the world. And if you're somebody that, like myself, is a nerd, loves to you know study random topics, but also has um, an emotional side and a huge heart for whatever it is you're passionate about, then yeah. you have an opportunity to change the world, at least now. I mean, our parents might not fully understand why a lot of us want to run from a nine to five and create something ourselves, but, um, <laughs> but it is, it's changing the world. Well, that's really incredible. And I think what's really cool about that is like, what I'm doing right now is almost exactly that, but I just didn't even know. Right. And I'm like trying to figure out ways of like, well, what would make someone want to watch this or what would make someone want to do this? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's exactly what you studied or like Literally. studied how to make someone want to. Yeah. And it's actually so scary. Cool. It's scary. It gets to be scary though, yep. because you'll learn tricks that marketers use and you realize that you've fallen for them your entire life. No like, way. So like, for example, um, when you study, let's use, let's use like uh, the brain. So when you study women and the female brain and you look at pain response, like what causes the most pain? Um, there's an interesting book called The Buying Brain, and he talks about how um, the most, like, and I'm talking not like, oh, the women express this causes the most pain. I'm saying, like, actually, if you did an fMRI on their brain, they would say that being ostracized is the most painful thing from an fMRI standpoint for a female brain. Whoa. Um, which, if you look at FOMO and our culture of using FOMO, FOMO <laughs> to advertise to women so that they buy things, like, look at an ad targeted towards girls. They're gonna be all together, they're gonna be hanging out with friends. Um, versus really? the same ad for, for a guy, it's going to be much more focused on success and being successful. And it all, it really does, when you boil it down, it goes back to sort of how the brain works and how you're going to convince somebody to spend money on your brand. That is crazy. Right. Because I literally am looking at what just happened. So right now, to give you all like a kind of plug in of where I'm at right now with my life, I just finished, we just wrapped the Microsoft documentary this morning. And I was so cool. Ta- thank you. I was just talking to, um, so there was someone from Microsoft who worked there. Her name was Carrie Ann. Cool. And she um, was just on the shoot the entire time to focus on Microsoft's likeness in the video and how they looked. And I was talking to her and I was like, so who else is doing this Microsoft deal? And it was all girls. And most of the other girls were in pairs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense to me. But then now that you just said this, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then I'm this guy and they wanted to focus on like what I'm doing with my life. And we had this really long, like hour and a half long interview just talking about like exactly what's going on. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, like this seems weird. But now that you've said that it's just opened my mind to that's exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they don't even, they may not even know why they're doing it, but they know it works. Um, a lot of companies do because it, it dials into um, who we are as people. And like, like I'm sure they wanted to show like you as an individual. I'm sure yeah. they want to show you with a sense of adventure. Like there are certain things that I think we all aspire to as humans, but... Um, I think a, those play into the fact that yeah. it's... Wow. Okay. And you can use it for good reasons too. So, and I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. But I think it's a very interesting thing. And I think, you know, now that you've all heard this, I'd be like, you're all going to see an ad and just kind of now I know I whenever I see an ad I'm gonna be like oh my god what are they yeah what's the deeper meaning here yeah that's crazy colors studying colors is really cool really yeah color theory and it goes the same thing like certain colors will raise your blood pressure certain colors will decrease it uh restaurants the color red is synonymous with hungry I'm being hungry um and you have an actual like physical response to a lot of different colors yeah is that why those red pillows all around us right now are like making me starving yeah no i need to hide them because it's now bathing suit season and yeah we're all eating we're like eating before this (laughs) podcast and i'm like i think i should stop eating this loud popcorn before we put the mic on yeah whatever yeah who really cares oh man so 
how would you say has college, like, we kind of touched on this. Yeah. But how would you say what you've learned has brought, or you have brought that knowledge to what you're doing right now with the rising tide? Yeah. So on an academic level, I, mean, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, yeah, understanding human behavior, understanding our desire. I mean, and I, when I say our, I mean, I'm really thinking about a lot of creative women. That's sort of been like my focus, but RTS is open to everybody, you know, um, but, but our, our desire to belong. And so you have a ton of millennials, like I mentioned, that are graduating from college. A lot of you guys are looking at your horizon, looking at, looking at opportunities and um, you know, you're wondering, should I go get a nine to five or I have this thing I've always been passionate about. Could I make this a job or could I create my own company? And the really interesting thing is that when I did that myself, when I graduated with all this nerdy knowledge that I was like, I'm never going to use this for anything, but I like it. And I graduated, I go into entrepreneurship and I find out it's incredibly lonely. And I find out that when you do run your own business, you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and it's tough. And that thing that right I just talked about, that desire to belong and to be a part of something bigger, like you are on a college campus, it's no mm-hmm. longer there. And so RTS basically fills that void. We created a community because people need community, and especially entrepreneurs. They desperately need community. Um, so cool. One that understands them. So yeah, there's that. From an wow. academic perspective. I mean, no, that's... there's tons of life lessons you learn too in college, though I feel Obviously. like that carry through. Yeah, well, that is like an amazing, like I guess... What am I looking for? Like moral of your company looking forward. And oh, I, that's that's just wonderful. Because that's what I try and do with my channel. Is it's like, yeah, I want you to... I talked about this in my interview with Microsoft. I want you to watch my videos for as long as possible. But my end goal with my YouTube videos is to actually have you stop watching my videos. Like if you stop watching my videos because you're now outside living your life and doing all these amazing things. Right. I actually did my job then. Like my job is to entertain. But my job is to like really inspire someone to go out and like be better with their life. And that is something I will never stop trying to achieve. That's awesome. But I mean, it's so hard in the world of YouTube to like get to that point because God knows that like the point of YouTube is to just get as many views as humanly possible and then forget about all your viewers like everyone else does. But whoa, hello. Someone's (laughs) angry outside. (laughs) Welcome to Annapolis. Yeah, it's, it's tough to balance that but yeah we're all trying our best right <laughs> yeah no absolutely I think there's um there's a cool book I think it's Simon Sinek it's called um start with why mm. but he basically talks about what you just said and that's sort of like if you you need whenever you run a business if you start a YouTube channel if you are starting a podcast um you know you need to have an underlying purpose that's much deeper than the actual act of what you're doing oh yeah and, oh yeah yeah and as long as you have that and that's your foundation like you know, it's, it's less likely that you're going to burn out. You have a focus on something that really matters. I mean, same thing for me. I, I want to make sure that um, nobody ever feels alone. Yeah. That's just very important to me. And so RTS definitely carries that. And um, a lot of what I do, being a photographer, you know, being able to capture somebody and to photograph how you see them for how beautiful they are and um, the love story that they share. And maybe they don't see it every day, but you do. Yeah. And to be able to like give that back to them and make them feel more loved and more appreciated, or just more confident in their own skin. Like, well, that's incredible. Yeah, I think having a deeper purpose to whatever it is that you do is honestly the key. Life is too short to do something you don't absolutely love. God, you're inspiring me so much right now, and I feel like <laughs> that's your job. So thank you. Aww. So let's dive back into a little more college stuff because yeah. I was just thinking about what you're saying. I was like, well, the point of this podcast is to like really help people with college and like help them learn. So you said you went to UPenn. Mm -hmm. Yep. What was the size of that school? How many kids went there when you went there? Oh man. Um, no, actually I don't. It's a fairly big school. 
It's not massive. Okay. Um, so Can you I, give me like a little bit of a range possibly? I don't even know. I'm going to embarrass myself because someone's probably Googling it right now as I'm talking. And I don't know. Person who's Googling it, let me know. Um, no, I, I, I probably a couple thousand. Um, yeah. I feel confident saying a couple thousand, but not massive. It's um, a private school, so it isn't like a massive state university, but there's a huge, like it's got Wharton. So Trump, all the Trump kids went there. Actually, a Trump is at Penn right now. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's an interesting place. You know, you go to school with, a lot of kids who are first-generation college. Really? And then you go to school with princes and the daughters of celebrities. I mean, I'm being... Like, there was numerous members of royal families there when I was there. And um, Really? Do they, like, yeah. walk around with security or anything? Or, like, they it depends. just be normal? I think uh, Biden... I remember vividly... I, I can't remember if it was his daughter or someone in Biden's family was at Penn when I was there in 2012. Um... But yeah, there are. I mean, there are people that probably would have security of some sort. It's not super um, common, but um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting place. I mean, it's no different. My sister went to Princeton, and um, it's very similar having people yeah. there. But for me, I think I just loved. The, I mean, I was a poor. You got to understand, like, I'm. I'm not a very. I come from a single mom family, and um, I was photographing my way through college. So I was definitely in a very different demographic than most people that went to Penn. Yeah. Um, but I loved that. You know, college in general, it's a place where you can really discover yourself and, like, define who you want to be, regardless of where you're going to school. And um, having that opportunity was just magical. So, yeah, I don't know the size, but I never really felt like it was too big and never really felt like like it was too small. I think it was just right for me. So maybe that's why it doesn't stick out. Well, that's a really good balance to have. Yeah. I mean, my school is 500 students. I know. It's really small. And it is so tiny. It's so perfect for you, though. I feel like it's so perfect for you. Yeah, and I I always tell people that because... You know, the act of, like, me going to class is, like, I will always have to say hi. Not have to, yeah. but always say hi to someone because I absolutely know who that person is. I see them all the time. Right. There's no escape, really. Yeah. I was in a sorority in college. Really? What was that yeah. like? Um, awesome. Really? I loved it. I'm Which one were you in? Kayo. Kayo Mega. Yeah. No idea. I know. I, I love, you should have seen his face. I wish you could have seen his face. I think he's like, uh, he's like thinking. He's gonna. He's like, should I pretend like I know? Or, <laughs> no, no. No clue whatsoever. Yeah. No, I was a Kayo in college, and right. um, I loved that. Greek life was awesome. Like I, I had a lot of fun with Greek life. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all you want to say about that? I, it depends on. Um, <laughs> it was good. I will just say. I, I mean, I think you know, being a nerd. For me, especially, I um, I'm, a, I'm a fairly outgoing person, but like I'm sure a lot of you guys, when I get into really big crowds, it can be incredibly overwhelming. And at oh, a school yeah. that isn't just 500 people, having your group, like having people you can recognize from across the room and immediately feel at home with at a party or um, you know at an event was was important. So rushing kind of allowed me to do that, and being part of a sorority allowed me to do that. And um, there were you know, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it provides a good social life. Yes, I've absolutely. talked to some people about like their experiences with it, and they said they loved it. Yeah, no, but, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I think it's all about what you make it. Yeah, I guess for yourself, because like okay. I, I'm not in a fraternity at my school, but the way our housing system works, I've explained this on the podcast a million times. I feel really bad, but um, to fill you in, it's like all of our houses are kind of have a personality with them. Yes. So mine yeah. is like the jockey, athletic, go outgoing type of person. Really shocking. Yeah. Outgoing. God. Ew. Well, you know, jock is really what I was going to say fit the most. Oh, stop. (laughs) I literally don't play any sports. Okay, but yeah, it's fun. I love the people that are in my house. We all, like, 
fit together really well. That's cool. I just am never there to participate in any of the activities. I'm yeah. always gone. I feel bad. How's that though? I mean, do you, how do you feel about that being gone all the time? Cause I was very similar in college. I worked yeah. on the weekends. I, I don't think it's too uncommon. Well, it's not every, every weekend, but most of the time it, it's fine with me because like the places I do go, I'm always with people that I like to be with. Yeah. So either my girlfriend comes with me or I'm meeting my YouTube friends or I'm doing something completely new and I'm, you know, have one of those every so often where I like really have to just dive in and like I've only met this person on email and it's a full film crew and I got to like hang out. So it's, you know, it challenges me every time because I'm this type of person that will always try and find someone else to hang out with and try and like meet a new person. But I don't know. I think I have found my home at my college at Principia. And like, I do get a little stressed when I'm not there and I have to worry about like, oh my God, I got to go out and meet people or do something. And I mean, God forbid I have to meet someone, but I mean, I, I love it. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough balance because mm-hmm. YouTube and life don't match up all the time. Yeah. Cause everyone's like, what about your personal life? Don't you put that on the videos? And I'm like, Yes and no. I mean, I don't not put it on the videos, but I don't always. If there's, like, a real problem going on in my family, like, there was definitely more reasons than one that I was in Seattle. And, like, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, that's really personal. But I really do let everyone into my life. And I think it's this really nice, like, magnifying glass into Kent. Yeah. And, I mean, I love what I do. How can I complain at all? I mean, I have the coolest job in the world. Yeah. No, I I totally get that. And I think... A conversation about, you know, even just sharing online, it's going to vary from generation to generation. So, mm-hmm. like, our generation, um, I, I think we're much Are you more... a millennial? Sorry. Yes. I mean, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I think I'm... You might be a little younger. Are you just, like, under millennial? Or are you I might be the one right under it. Which Don't is, tell me that. That's really which scary. Which is generation X. Is that true? Oh, stop. Or Y? It's like... Generation, why don't we know what you actually are? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, you might be a little bit younger. Okay, so like I'm. Let's and actually, you know what? That's probably valid because I think. So for example, um, none of my friends are um, YouTubers. None of them. Um, hey, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. My name's Kent. I know. Well, okay. <laughs> take, I take that back. One of my close friends is a YouTuber. I should say my generation. Like now I've offended no. him. Now no, 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 I'm no, gonna be in no, trouble, no. guys. I was literally just making fun of oh you. Oh my gosh. Go on. I'm easy to make fun of. So, go on, go on. No, all of them are big on Instagram. And so it's Instagram, it's still some of them on Facebook, kind of. But even like God, pushing gotta them. Get out of there. It's embarrassing, right? I gotta get out of pushing there. Pushing them to Snapchat has been like a struggle. I know. Well, I came here a couple weeks ago this and is we true. had this chat. Yes. And you changed my life. <laughs> okay. You did. It was awesome. Well, it was I'm, so great. I, in my eyes, I think Snapchat is the absolute future. Yeah, I do And too. the tough thing for me is like with vlogging, I'm basically making a really long Snapchat and posting it every day, with this, which is this really curated, really right. like this really beautiful content that I worked so hard on. Right. And for like a Snapchat, I feel like, oh, I'm just going to like put a little out there. And it, that's a tough balance for me. But, like, for you, yeah. I see what you're doing with Snapchat, and you're, like, really growing it. And I think that's amazing. Are you doing – is it going better for you? Um, yes. Good. So, actually, what's really awesome is I – so, in addition to – so, I have my Snapchat, um, and then we have the Rising Tide Society Snapchat. And I actually consult with a few other companies that to help them now that they're starting to do Snapchat. And I took a few of the things that we talked about and <laughs> – Literally, I doubled somebody's following in a couple days. Yes. So it's great. Yes. It's great. I, I think the key with Snapchat, and, and this is something that I, you know we talked about last time we were here, is it goes against this 
curated culture, like this world of, you know, super polished Instagrams where everything looks perfect. And, um, you know, even like, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, but even like food porn, where like the food looks way too good to be true. And you're like, I know that's not really what that burger looks like. But damn. No, but I was right. But yeah. on Snapchat, you know, you, do, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. It's more authentic. It allows people into your life. I think even more personally. Um, yeah, I agree. And more intimately. And it's great for, for us because a lot of business owners are scared to use it. And yet I believe for many of them, the people that we serve, like, well, and all the people tool. you're trying to like connect with yeah. are the people that are on Snapchat. Oh, absolutely. And if they're not like yet, I keep telling people, um, like all of you guys listening, if you're in college, you know, one day, I know you think this may never happen, but one day you will get married. Right. And the wedding industry is a great example of everyone's still on Facebook. They're not marketing to the next generation of brides and grooms. And so which is so yeah. interesting because I never think of that. Like, for example, Sarah, who is the company I worked for last year. Yeah. Um, she's a florist. And, like, yes. she and I sit down all the time and go over all this stuff because she's like, I just now realize that, like, the brides I have been serving this entire time are just getting younger. I mean, like, I am just separating myself from who is getting married yeah. as I go on. Yeah. And so I really need to bring someone in like you, Kent, who can, like, be like, no, these are my people. I know how these people work. Right. Um, and so I think that's so cool. And like, that's what I have learned at college, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do every day. Yeah. It's great. I love it a lot. Well, Natalie, do we have anything else do we want to say? Or do, should we get into some questions? Yeah, whatever. We've got yeah. some like super, super duper good ones. Okay. So I've got some really specific ones here. Okay. Now, this one is about, I don't know if you remember taking exams at college. Yeah. But I wanted to dive into this question because it's like r- really specific, but I think could be really interesting. Cool. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we need a name for this person. And this name has to be someone you went to college with. And then give us a little description of this person so we can all visualize who is asking this question. Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> you don't have to use their last name, just their first name. So oh, like my gosh. Chris. And Chris has brown hair and blue eyes. Okay, so let's do, let's think about somebody. Oh, let's do, okay, we'll do my friend, uh, Lauren. Lauren. And she's got dark hair, and um, she is... Is she tall or short? Yeah, tall and, like, super bold and vivacious. Mm. All right, that tells me a lot. Yeah. All right, cool. Hey, Ken and Kids Next Door. So I took this class, I took a class last spring. I'm so bad. What is that? That that's scared me so Kent, much. Kent, that that's scared the ghost. me so it's much. Okay. We're, I know you can't see where we're sitting, but we're in a really old historic building that used to be like a horse, um, like honestly a horse stable. No. And they Yeah. And it's been converted into this super hipster, like tall, tall, tall ceilings, white exposed brick, you know, really cool rad, like art type feeling location. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple ghosts that, that just chill. And That's so. just horrifying. Why yeah. would you tell me that? Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm terrible at reading this. I'm going to do my best. Okay. I spent a minute trying to talk about asking this question. Here we go. So I took a class last spring, and our grade consisted of two tests, each 50% of our grade. That, to start off, pisses me off so much. I wouldn't You're even take that class. college class. I'm sorry. I wouldn't even take that class. God, that just frustrates me. I wouldn't take that class. They don't tell us whether they are curved or anything, but I'm assuming at least the second one was since our scores were all low. Mm. They only tell us two scores and the final grade. I mean, can you imagine? No, I wouldn't. I would know. God, what a horrible professor. What class do you think this is? It doesn't say, but do you have any ideas what, like, this feels like a philosophy or like a math type of thing? Well, I think it's probably like 
history of oh, yeah. the Americas or Ugh. like something where, you know, the professor is like super specialized and believes that it is the most important course you'll ever take, but likely you're just taking it to fulfill a requirement. That's exactly what class that is. You're so right. That is exactly what this <laughs> is. Because no one in their right mind wants to take that class, but somebody is. So therefore they're yep. probably being required to. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this, and then, so here we go. I got a 181 out of 200 on one of the tests and 156 out of 200 on the other one and got a B plus in the class. My friend got 186.5 and a 200 out of 200 and a 153 out of 200 and got an A. So if you notice the second scores were a little bit lower, almost. They're like the same pretty okay. much because one was higher and one was lower. Is this a trick question? I don't know here. I don't see how this is possible. I got a true A- minus on the first test, no curve. Mm. And if the second score was high enough to get him an A in the class, my second score must have been high too with the curve since I did better. I don't see how that works out to a B plus. This is very specific. I don't know how I'm going to answer this. Um, unless the first midterm was curved down, since the average was a B, what do you think I should do with this professor? Oh, man. Love Laura, was it? Laura? Oh, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Love Lauren. Lauren. Well, Lauren. <laughs> First um, off, don't take this class. Yes. Don't take a class that has two assignments that oh, are your entire man. grade. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. There wasn't a single worksheet that you did that could have been like 10 out of 10 points, maybe. Man, I, yeah, that, first of all, yeah, it's definitely a required class. I'm sure, Lauren, that you really don't want to be taking it. Mm -mm. I apologize that you even have to waste your Brutal. precious college life taking this course. No, we I all guess, did, though. We yeah, all have we to do all that. had those. I mean, no, we Why, have. Why, though? Why I is that know. a college thing? I don't know. Some Why of them turned they... out to be good, though. Like, That's I've, true. I did a women's studies class that I really oh, yeah. went in, and okay. I was like, I'm going to hate women's studies. I'm not going to like it. And it was actually really cool. Did you and come out a full-blown feminist? Not a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. No, I, I, you know, I don't know if I ever wasn't one. So mm -hmm. I think I, I just kind of came out with a better understanding of, of how I felt about everything. But I also came out with a better understanding and respect for like both genders, I feel like. And that's, oh, good, that's good, probably why good. I like the classes. I just, it helped me to identify like the difference between even sex and gender. And I never, never had been exposed to that. For, so for me, that was huge to even make that distinction it was cool. Good. Um, yeah, I love college. Gosh, I'm missing it right now. Now we're talking about it. No, so... It's my job. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Um, just I don't know. nostalgia police over here. Just it is. Just everyone back. Now I'm going to have to go back to school, and it's all going to be Ken's fault, and now I'm going to have no money left. God um, forbid. Yeah, okay, so for this girl, Lauren, what I would say is, quite honestly, um, you know, professors, if I've learned one thing, um, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have very large egos. Mm -hmm. Uh Quite frankly, if you go to them and, well, first do a little research. So a really cool thing called the internet that now beautifully exists in our world. Um, unfortunately, our parents didn't have this. But if you can look up your professor, first thing I would do, research your professor. Uh, do a little bit of recon. Find out if they've recently been published anywhere. Find mm. out where they've, you know, recently been, right? And when you go to them, be like, hey, by the way, like, I know this is really random, but I saw you've recently been published in the Journal of American History, and that's ridiculously cool. Um, start with a little bit of a compliment. This is like brown nosing 101. Feed their ego a tiny bit, and then quite frankly, be like, I'd really like to understand, like, how can I improve the score or what it was. I think honestly, like, you know, just being kind and being a good person helps, but feeding ego doesn't hurt. Um, no, definitely not. And then the one thing I've learned about teachers and professors is like, yeah. if you're just like nice to them and good friends, oh my God, the ghosts are back again. It's back. Oh my God. Okay, but if you're like nice and genuine to your yeah. teachers, they will treat you so. Be a good person. Great as well, because be I literally had one teacher who. 
Um, our final exam was Jeopardy style, cool. which sounds ridiculous, but we literally would sit there and we all had buzzers or whatever. This does not sound like a real school. Does it's this sound like school. a real school it's a real that he school goes school to? I promise. It's a real I think school. it's like a, I think it's like a spa. It kind where of you is learn. because this class was also this was my science amazing. lab credit, and we made maple syrup the whole time. This sounds amazing. Little, it's called sugar bush. It's incredible. I'll tell you about it after. Wow. So, I'm jealous. In this class, our final exam was like you had to touch, like tap in gotcha. to get points, and if you got it right, then you would get points, and that would be toward your final score. You're great. Wait, that's awesome. It was really cool, but. Everyone else was so much better at tapping in than I was. But the one thing was the teacher knew I knew what was going on. So I did not do very well. I got like maybe a C on the final exam. And my teacher like emails me a week later and he was like, hey, I saw that you got a C on the test. I know that's not like a good representation of you at all because I had an already like an A in the class, which is not very normal of me. But a very experiential class like that was. Yeah, Yeah. it's very normal. that's my learning style, for sure, hands down. Um, but he was like, I, this t- doesn't represent you in any way, so I bumped up your final exam to an A to keep you in an A. And I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> he was like, That's awesome. just like so genuine to me. But like, if you show that you care, you will. Absolutely. That, and I think that, yeah, and I think that's sort of Our my point. People. But yeah, yeah, like, just really invest. It's all about investing time in somebody and um, taking the time when you first get that course. Like if you find out there's going to be a really cla- hard class that you have this semester or next semester, um, to be able to actually introduce yourself to that teacher. And here's the other, here's something I've learned in business. This applies to business and this applies to college. Uh, people can't always relate with um, like your particular situation. So for example, if you're a student and they're a professor, you guys already are on different playing fields, yeah. right? Yeah. But... Everybody has something in common with everybody else. So if you can find out one thing you have in common with somebody, uh, it goes a really long way in a relationship. For business, I always say, like, if you have a dog, tell people you have a dog. Because if somebody else has a dog, they immediately trust you more because you have something in common, right? Wow, that's really smart. Same applies to teachers. They're going to remember you, Kent, as somebody that's – you stand out. You're different. You are building this awesome brand, and you're launching this YouTube channel, and you're doing this incredible podcast. So that professor is going to recognize that, you know – you first of all have a lot going on, but you're not just a student, and he's not just a professor. Yeah, you are a person, and there that's where empathy comes in. And I won't go into the neuroscience of that, but <laughs> it will affect your grade in a really positive way. So just be a good person, and like, yeah, Lauren, just well, I would say talk to the professor. I would say talk to the professor too. And there's so yeah. much you can do. I mean, I'm sure this is this question was from a couple months ago, but yeah, I'm sure. Or Lauren probably got a B. I know. If only she had had this podcast. God, I'm so terrible. But Sorry, for Lauren. future reference. The one thing I wouldn't do, yeah. and I think this is important advice, is like, don't bring your scores and your friend's scores never. to the professor. Oh, never, never, never. That's never, like never. a slap in the face, and like that would not go over well. And it shows way. distrust from the beginning. Exactly. So they'll have to come defensive. Like, no one can defend. Like, if you come at people, yeah, 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 with like sort of like ammo, right? If you bring guns blazing, like, what are they gonna do but put up a shield? So I think it is much better to come at it the other way, like, hey, you know, positivity first. Be super empathetic, and uh, you're more likely to get your way. It sounds a little manipulative, but it's the honest truth. Never come like at somebody with uh, with anger. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren, I think that was a really good answer. Really great question too. Very specific. All right. Should we jump into the next one? Let's do it. Give me another person. Oh man. All how right. about a, how about a guy for this one? Yeah. Let's do Carlos. Carlos. What does Carlos look like? Um, Carlos is like average height, dark hair. Dark hair. Cool. Got him. I got this. Yeah. All right. Hey, kids next door. So I'm currently attending a university that has a really good engineering program mm. in, U- in the United States of America. So as an incoming freshman to my current uni, he calls it uni. I feel like he must be from England or something. 
what can I do to ensure um, to increases my I'm going to start over. This is terrible. So it's an incoming freshman in... <laughs> I want to cry. Okay. So as an incoming freshman to my current uni, mm-hmm. what can I do to ensure and to increase my chances of being accepted into a Canadian uni? Whoa. Because I'm in engineering, what should I do? Bro. <laughs> Carlos. How am I going to know the answer to this? Okay. First off... I don't know why he would want to leave. I mean, I understand that maybe, like, <laughs> Trump is <laughs> going to happen. Well, every election, people want to run to Canada. Like, yeah. they always say that. They're always like, Trudeau this person gets elected. Okay, well, yeah, we could go on for hours. That guy is the man. Can he please be my pre- president? Like, please. Or just, like, best friend, really. Yeah, like, can we know? just chill? Yeah. Um, he's awesome. No, but I think, like, I would, yeah, I agree. Don't leave. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else to say to that. Yeah, well, I don't want to say don't leave. I want to say, like, if that's really what your heart desires and there might be a better school up there or something. You didn't mention anything about Trump in this, but... (laughs) Maybe, but it sounds like, so I'm curious, it sounds like he does engineering and the current school he goes to has a great program? Or is it the school he'd want to go to? I think what he was getting at was the school he wants to go to. And that makes total sense. Yes. I get that. I totally respect that. Do I have any advice for you in transferring to a Canadian university, though? No. I have no idea how that works. I'm so sorry, Carlos. I wish I did. Yeah. All right. Should we get another one? Let's do it. How about a girl again? Sure. Um, Let's do Madison. Madison. Oh, my God. I'm scrolling through these right now, and there's another College in Canada question. Okay. Oh, this is a really good one. This is really good. Madison. What does Madison look like? Madison, um, she has dark hair, and she's kind of short. Mm. Madison okay. is short. I dated a girl that was named Maddie and had long hair and was short. Hmm. She was the worst. Bringing back memories. <laughs> Poor Kent. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So the um, heading for this email, mm-hmm. went to orientation, realized my school wasn't a bit good fit for me. Ah. What's next? Man. Well, oh, my God. I've never been in this situation. No, I transferred sophomore year. So what? Totally, like... Madison, you and I are twinning. Oh I gosh. was there. I've been there. Okay. Anyways, she started with the. Oh, that was the subject. Yeah, that was the subject of, wow. the, of the email, and then the start of it is anyways, comma. Hmm, love it. All right, Madison. I recently returned from orientation, and the more I learned about the school, the more I realized it wasn't for me. First off, a huge portion of the students are so academically far behind that they don't have to take remedial courses that they have to take remedial courses that they should have done years ago. Okay, Madison. (laughs) I wasn't that competitive, 3.7 GPA, 1950 on the SAT. But dang, she said a bad word there. I completed my graduation requirements at least. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, and I know I'd ultimately work in my advantage, but rather, why can't I read? But I'd rather be average than leaps abound ahead, leaps and bounds ahead. You understand that part? Mm -hmm. Second, the school is far, 400 miles away. Seems like so much more when you're actually there. God, it was too much for me. I'm not ready to be so independent. I'm far too lazy. Okay. Third, the school isn't that great. The social life is sometimes non-existent, and it's a commuter school, Mm. and she also got zero financial aid. Hmm. Yeah. I've contacted academic advisors, and hopefully they'll get, be- they'll get back to me and so we can set up an appointment. If not, I'll just go walk in during their normal hours. The classes are largely taken by now, but 
but I can make do with AP credits and placement tests. Is there anything else you'd recommend to a confused, unprepared graduate? I thought about a gap year or quarter or something just to volunteer around town to get myself into a more active mind. What should I do? Help. Love. Lauren. Love. Madison. Madison. The Madison. All right. The Madison. The Madison. Um, no, okay. So Quite a question, I Yeah, will say. it's a loaded question. And I think, um, you know, one of the first things, like unpacking it, I think that it's very layered. So I transferred. my yeah. After my freshman year, I transferred. And Wait, like, can I actually go first before you do this? Do because it. Because I want to say something yes. and I don't know if it'll offend you and I don't want to it's offend hard, you. It's actually hard to offend me. So you're Okay. Good. Thank God. <laughs> My one thing with people transferring schools, and this has happened a lot in my friends' groups, yeah. is maybe that they just didn't click with the people. Because a lot of times, yeah. like for most of my friends that went to, went to like their colleges and are now transferring, I've literally had three friends transferred this year, yeah. going into their junior year. And they, like, we had this like very surface level, like, I just didn't like it. And then I really got down with them, and they just like couldn't really find a good friends' group. And they like didn't really click with anyone that was there, and... Like, that's just as important, I feel like, as being in a normal college or, like, as being a good, at a good college. You know what I mean? I think that's everything. I think yeah. relationships are, like, dare I say that, like, I've gained more from the relationships I made at my college than I did from the education that I was given. So, no, I think that's totally on point. Um, and that's okay, too. I think it's important. Like, I'm reading this, and actually, and that's what I was going to say, is it's very layered, and I'm kind of feeling like there is sort of, like, um, poor Vla Madison, like, Maybe, maybe you are struggling with fitting in and that's okay. Like that's natural. I think that's part of like being an that's adult and like, absolutely okay. Yeah. I mean like totally fine. you went to elementary school, middle school and high school with the same people. And even though you thought fitting in was hard there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, God forbid you go to a school with entirely new people. Yeah. Like it's okay. Yeah. It's really okay. And here, this is a question I have for you. Yeah. You, you need to tell your story first. Go ahead. Well, no, it's pretty short. I mean, I basically, I went to a, a school locally um, and it was very much a commuter school. And mm-hmm. so my issue was I couldn't really make a lot of those relationships because everyone was gone um, mm. after, I mean, literally it was a commuter school um, and I was one of the only people living there. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think I did. I, well, I transferred and for, for different reasons too, but um, I, I just relate to that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, so my question for you is... Totally. Do you think... Because maybe this is like, um, ooh, excuse me. Um, she did talk about how maybe she's a little too smart for the school or something like that. I don't really know what to say about that one. But what do you say about either her sticking it out or trying to transfer? Oh, so it's tricky. Um, you know, yeah, it is. There, there is going to be pros and cons either way. I think it's kind of just determining which of them, um, which of the cons she's most likely to be able to live with. So what I mean by that, um, people often think transferring is like the, the, you know, it's an easy option. Like, oh, I could just start over. I could have a fresh start. But you have to remember that when you transfer into a school, you are basically walking into a grade level that's already bonded and you are not, yep. right? So it's very hard to acclimate as a transfer. And that's actually one of the reasons why I rushed, because I needed that, that group of friends that I wasn't able to make in the year that they all had together as freshmen. So um, transferring has pros and cons. It does give you a fresh start. If, if you are sort of feeling as though uh, maybe you're not being academically challenged enough, like you could try to, to find another school. 
Um, I don't know if that's really the honest reason why you're feeling like you want to leave. I mean, just because I know, I mean... I I, I got that vibe from the email that, like, maybe yeah. it seems like a little bit of a cop-out. And I don't want to say it not in a mean way, like, yeah. Vanessa, you can do amazing things with your life. No, it was Madison or something. You can do His amazing things with your life, and you just got to just commit. You got to just be with it. Yes. No, I think... And so, yeah, deciding between transferring and staying, I would say, honestly, like, it's a... It's a very personal decision. I mean, I transferred and I don't regret it for a minute because it was exactly what I needed to do. And um, at the same time, though, I actually had really great relationships. I had like one or two really great friendships at my at my um, old school. And I kind of met like this is going to sound odd. Like I missed I kind of missed when I left. Like I missed them a lot. And you don't get that time back and they move on. And um, it sounds weird. But if you've ever broken up and you've been in a really like long relationship and you break up with somebody and it like that sting that still happens when you see pictures of them like online months later, um, friendships can be just as deep too. And when you transfer, you're basically breaking up with like multiple people, right? I'm sorry to make that sound really sad, but it's the truth. So like you'll have to deal with that. Yes, you'll get a fresh start though. So sometimes I think sticking it out, um, I don't regret my decision because I got to go to a really great school and I loved it and I met some phenomenal people and yeah. um, was totally you know, challenged, but there, it, either way, there's going to be challenges. And I think committing, like you mentioned, like kind of look, look deeper and see like, is it, an, is it that you're feeling homesick? Like, is that the, is that the reason? If, and that's also a valid reason. Um, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I think we like to downplay stuff like not fitting in or like being homesick when those are really human things. Like those are very normal human conditions. Absolutely. And it's and especially like, you know, mental health stuff too. Like a lot of people struggle with anxiety and depression when they leave home and we never talk about it. Right. Like it's true though. So well, I think it's, it's embarrassing and it's looked at as like yeah. this bad thing. And it's like, it no, it's absolutely not. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I hope that like our generation with just being more exposed to other people, being more exposed to the world in general will be a lot more kind when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and stigmas will hopefully get eradicated, but I just don't want to downplay that. Like, if you really are struggling and you're just feeling so alone and feeling like you're really far from home, and that's kind of putting you at a position where you know you aren't healthy or you're not feeling like you know like mentally okay, because you sound really that sounds really. I feel heartbroken reading that email. Then I would say, you know what? Heck yes! Like, go transfer and like start fresh and maybe go closer to home so you can at least have um, a stake in the ground. But if it's not that dire and you're just feeling kind of frustrated, then maybe get more involved and mm-hmm. maybe join um, like an honors program if your school has one or clubs um, for days. Get it? Yeah. Oh gosh, there are always clubs. There's a club for e- literally everything. Yep. There's like a basket weaving. University club. of Maryland has a peanut butter and jelly club, which I would totally be a part of. So Do they have a donut club. Oh my god, I know how much you guys love donuts. We Your eat Instagram donuts. is literally only donuts follow us on snapchat if you're not already it's just rising tide soc all we do is eat donuts all week oh my god i want in i want to be a part of that well, yeah. you should move into the office oh my god that'd Come be hang so out with us. sick but he's never here because he's always traveling the world okay so. well I, i'm literally here in maryland for two days I know. yesterday and I'm today so glad we got you and i'm gone again i know what am i going to do with my life oh my god okay killing it one last question okay Natalie. final question one more name um, let's do We Kent. are blown through these questions, but we, what? Let's do Kent. <laughs> He's tall, blonde, and not very athletic. Oh. Does he sound familiar or something? Why are you laughing? Oh my gosh, no, I Why just... Why are you laughing? He's beet red. He's beet red. For no reason, red. no. He's the same color red McDonald's uses to make you hungry. Uh, okay. Here we go. Actually, this person put a typo in their, like, <laughs> subject, but that's okay. I'm going to move it's past definitely it. Kent. Kent. Yeah, I am so bad at typing. Okay. Can't 
can't sleep before. I can't just have to make that pun. Can't sleep the night before an exam. Oh, gosh. Oh, what did I do? I've created a monster. I've created a monster. Oh, I am too... St- I'm getting into the email. Okay. Dear kids next door. I am too stressed. I have learned everything, but I can't sleep. He's still going. It's 5 a.m., and all I have been doing the last five hours is trying to sleep, and I can't. Oh. <laughs> this I is have, not a laughing matter. This is, this is so <laughs> funny to me. I have the exam at 2 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Yesterday, I slept for only three hours, but I'm not tired. I am a little bit sleepy, but I can't seem to fall asleep. What should I do? Could I survive on coffee for the next few hours and do the exam right? Or no? She really wrote, or Kent literally wrote, or nah. Thank you. Love, Kent. Oh, Kent. Oh, Kent. Oh, Kent. Um, I can't even. I, I go, that is becoming a meme. That is officially, I can't even. That would be perfect to build my brand. It. Kent, Just I like love Just like a weird this. picture yeah, of like me. Do like a really strange face. Uh, yeah, no, exa- that not face, that one. That face. We'll um, choose a different one, but yes, oh I can't God. even. No, okay, so wait, there's this magical thing called melatonin, and I didn't discover it until like after college, but um, it's, a, it's like a vitamin. It's like an all-natural substance your brain produces when, right before mm-hmm. you go to sleep. Um, fun fact, when you're stressed, a lot of the times the, the neurons in your brain that fire when you're awake and thinking and analyzing don't stop firing, so you That's actually cannot sleep. moment of every day. It's a lot of creatives. A lot of people are constantly, if you're like a visionary person or like a super creative or just overly enthusiastic about life and donuts and PB, PB&J Wait, person. Wait, hold on. What did you say? You went back to donuts and PB&J. Yeah, Is that you? Um, no, I, that was Kent. Oh. I'm, referring to, I'm talking to Kent. And right, Kent loves, course. you know, I don't know if he wrote that in his email, <laughs> but he does. Um, How did you imply that? Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Um, no, I, I would say honestly, like, you know, I think de-stressing and if that doesn't work, um you know, really considering like a melatonin or chatting with your doctor about it. I mean, I'm being really honest, like not sleeping is not healthy and rolling out of bed and like just drinking as much coffee as possible. Although the butt first coffee movement is like super in on Instagram. It's actually not very good for you. Did you start a podcast called the coffee commute? We may or may not have done that. Well, I'm an addict. I'm like speaking, like do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Yeah. I love coffee. I drink way too much, but Going back to the first thing, I'd say, yeah, kind of decreasing your stress levels whenever you're dealing with anything like that. If it's a test, some people getting anxious about, like, um, if you have something first thing in the morning, like an appointment or a meeting, people are terrified of, like, oversleeping, and they literally can't fall asleep because they're scared of, like, there are all these different things. So whatever it is, I would say try to relax first and foremost. Um, Turn off all the lights, all the screens. If you're stressed and sitting there trying to fall asleep and looking at your phone, you're never going to fall asleep because you're looking at a blue light, so you're going to stay awake, bright screen. My best sleeping advice is I, if I ever am like, I need to go to sleep yeah. now, I like 30 minutes before I need to go to sleep, all phones and technology go away. Yeah. Read I a book. Eat An food. old school oh. book. No, don't do that. You should have seen us. He can't even. I can't even read a book. Can't yeah. even. I, oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's good advice, actually. That's good advice. Yeah. I think for me, it's... It's much more of just like, you know, sleep is really important and being a person is mm-hmm. honestly more important than school. I, 10 out of 10. I agree and with that. I get in this horrible, I don't want to say horrible, but like I will like the night before an exam, if I need to go to bed and I'm staying up too late sleeping, I will just close the book and be like, it didn't get done mm-hmm. and I need to go to bed because being 
better rested is actually going to be better for me on this test than actually reading knowledge that I'm most likely going to forget. Yeah. So I honestly urge you to just go to sleep, go to sleep or just really put yourself in bed and lay there. Mm -hmm. I mean, even your body in that restful state is still healthy. Yeah, there's really cool like apps now for meditation, and mm. I used to think they were Headspace, so silly. Headspace, yo, trying no. to get them to sponsor the podcast, but yo, Headspace, Headspace is actually listen. really good. It's incredible. Um, it really does. It's helped me a lot actually with headaches. Like when I have a headache, there's a, there's an actual meditation for migraines that like gets rid of. I'm not kidding you, and I'm so not pseudoscience. And my whole family's like engineers and doctors, and this it works. It totally works. But That's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if I can leave leave you guys with like one big thing, it's sort of this like. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still relatively young. I'm 25, which I know for you guys, some of you are like, wow, she's old, but she's like 13 um, year olds listening to this, man. No, I mean, I'm relatively young. And, um, with the success that I've had in business and in launching a startup and, um, you know, traveling all over the world for different opportunities, like no one's ever asked me what I got on an exam. Nobody's ever asked me for my grade. Ever. Nobody's ever, ever asked ever. me. Gosh, they've they asked even, me facetiously, actually. Well, then you don't want anything to do with that exactly. person. Like, quite frankly, like even when um, you know people ask where I went to school, I'm hesitant often to like tell them. I I don't think it matters. I think it matters far more like what you learn and who you meet and who you are as a person. And honestly, like, if, don't get that wrapped up in the grades. I'm t- I'm talking not like down anyone I was this person this person you just poor Kent that we just described like I could never sleep I overstressed I st- overstudied I you know I did all these things when when that hour could have been spent hanging out with people that you know genuinely would have lasted the rest of my life unlike that exam you know and if I can leave you guys with that I think that's the most important part just be a good person you know be good to people and don't sweat the small stuff what a fantastic ending what an absolutely fabulous ending. I, I can't even imagine ending any differently. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the awful puns that we just produced for the last 20 minutes. Oh, man. This was awesome. But it was so worth it. This yeah. was so cool. Isn't podcasting so fun? Yeah, I'm going to have to start one now. Watch out. God forbid. I love it. So we did talk. Natalie, you are going to start one. Thank I will you. let all of you podcast listeners know when she does because uh. it's going to be fabulous. I mean, I'm going to listen to it every day. That's awesome. I seriously. I'll be so honored. I seriously We'll have to have will. you on now. Yes, I want to be on all of them. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> what we should do is whenever I come in town for like a day, yeah. record as many as possible and then just spread them out for a long time. I love that. Good stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. That sounds good. All right. Well, Natalie, thank you so much. And thank you for coming to Kids Next Dorm. And remember, if you any of you want to send in your questions, it's questions at kidsnextdorm.com. I will receive all of them on my phone and I always read them all. If we respond to your question, I will shoot you an email that we responded to your question. So, thank you all for listening. Natalie, thanks again for being here. Anytime. I have to drive to Cleveland now. Oh, my God. What? Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. (laughs)